People talk about work requirements, and they're surprised that I'm actually in favor of work requirements if there was a federal job guarantee at a reasonable wage with a decent full-time hours. Like, I think we should move. You don't need 40 hours a week, necessarily. I think it should be closer to 30. Um, so you move full-time to 30 hours a week. You guarantee people a job, a good unionized job where they have a fair say in their working conditions. And yeah, you could tie programs to work requirements because programs are programs because they're supplied by other people's work. You want your health care? Well, you can call it a natural right or a human right. But you know who, who where you get your health care from? Other humans who service you. You got doctors, nurses. You are getting the labor of other, you're getting the fruits of other people's labor. So they should get paid for servicing you. And you should have to pitch into the service, to the system that services them. So maybe you're not a doctor or a nurse or a janitor, but maybe you, you know, cut grass or, you know, do uh, childcare or do something. Right, so there's enough deferred labor, there's enough deferred maintenance in the South to, you know, to keep every American working for another hundred years. I mean, you go 15 miles outside of my house in any direction, I'm in Athens, Georgia, you go 15 miles outside of my house in any direction and except towards Atlanta and all of a sudden you can't get internet. So there is work to be done in this in these united states to make our civic and cultural and material infrastructure adequate i would like town i would like towns to have you know newspapers that means newspaper delivery people need jobs like actual physical newspapers and uh all sorts of you know, different media a different media infrastructure for the for the sake of self-governance right i would like wellness checks for the baby boomers who are just dying in their houses now we're not going to know they're dead till the auto pay stops going so it'll be like you know few weeks before you open the door to a fetid body, but we could have wellness checks. So there's enough work to be done. And I'm okay with tying civil, um, uh, civil uh, social services to a work requirement if you're able to work, if you do all the work or otherwise. And I want to kind of be a little bit more creative about how we think about work to get more people in the productive, um, in the productive social system. Right. The problem is with the Clinton work requirement is that it just left it up to the private market. So you have the most vulnerable people in America being preyed upon by the most predacious employers in America who will fire them at the drop of a hat or, um, you know, have so much control over their living conditions. So the most like non-unionized, most um, rapacious employers were having a field day because of work requirements um, in the Clinton era, right? Because they left it up to states and states didn't like black people. So anyway, time there's a state with black people, um, they just um, you know instituted these work requirements that left up left it up to the the most left the most vulnerable people in society to the not whims but auspices maybe of the most rapacious and predatory institutions in society, right? So if you're going to have work requirements, you need to guarantee people a good job. Good job. Right? You can't just leave it up to the private market because the private market has never uh, employed stigmatized populations at fair wages and working conditions, right? So you just, you just, what, if you have work requirements but then leave it up to the private market, what you're doing is then just feeding poor people to the private market like chum for a uh, shark or whatever. Like, it's, it's horrible. You're just reinstituting slavery.
if you tie social services to a work requirement within the private market. Now, you can tie social services to a work requirement in, in with a federal job guarantee, right? So you can either go private or public, but you're guaranteed a job. And you lower the, and you have to do things like health care and child care um, so that people don't have to choose between, you know, watching their kid or, um, or going to work to receive the services, right? So you need a robust social, uh, a robust, like to actually think politically and socially about what kind of, of, of civil society you want and what kind of polity you want where you tie social services to work, but then also guarantee people a job and a good job. Because that way you're giving people the opportunity to earn their goods in civil society that people actually service them, right? So if they want healthcare, that's fine. That's fine. You work, and then you get all of the doctors and the nurses and the janitors and everyone else servicing you. That's fine. Like you work, you get serviced. You work servicing other people, you get service. So work requirements get a bad rap, not because we all shouldn't have to participate in the system. Work requirements get a bad rap because Clinton put it all on the private market. And that's the problem. Like assuming that the private market decides what needs to be produced and the rates it needs to be produced and sold for is like a disaster. Is a disaster. The private market's good for some things and it's really bad for many, many, many other things, right? So um, we can figure out production at the local level, at the state level, and at the federal level in a way that complements the private market. And then guarantee people a, a job doing that sort of productive work. So a federal job guarantee doesn't have to be all federal jobs. It could be a block grant to states and municipalities in addition to federal, the federal government doing direct hiring. But it would be a federal job guarantee. You get, as a citizen, a job. You get access to a good job. What counts as a good job? Well, that's a politically determined, um, we don't let the private market decide that. It's a politically determined thing. Right? And you know there would be unions involved, and it'd be a guaranteed union membership job, and and that would I think raise the quality of the goods provided um, in the the United States. Plus, everybody knew, everybody would know that as a citizen, you also have the social conditions that uphold your citizenship because you're not free in America without access to money. I don't care who you think you are. You're not free in America without access to money or the goods and services of other people that you can only get with money, right? So if you really want to be free in America, you need secure access to an income and people servicing you. Because freedom is having other people service you. People don't talk about it this way. They think of freedom as being in nature, but my dad's from Ghana, and we know, us Africans know that nature is what kills you. So you, like freedom is having a nice pane of glass between you and nature. Freedom is having being able to call the HVAC guy to come fix the heating and cooling system. Even, uh, was it Thoreau, who wrote Walden, went home to every weekend to eat and get his laundry done by his mom. So freedom is having other people service you. But in order for this to be rightful, you need to be servicing other people. So if you want the social services, you gotta work. But you shouldn't have to work in um, the predatory conditions of the private market. So, yes, work requirements, no private market necessarily. You should have a public option for work, and the public option for work should actually be a dignified option for work. 
should be, I think, you know, 30 hours, I don't think you need 40 anymore. Uh, I, I, and, you know, 20, 20, ah, strive for 25, forget five for 15. 30 hours a week, $25 an hour, and then you get all the social services you got. You show up, you work, you get your $25 an hour base pay, and uh, all the social services you want. Also, I think we should be talking about employee role, uh, um, employee payroll subsidies. Right now, when FDR thought of the, the FDA and all of the, not FDA, the uh, farm, the, the, the Department of Agriculture and all of the farming subsidies, all of those went to the planter class. That doesn't necessarily need to be the case now. We could have payroll subsidies where the planter class only pays, you know, $6 an hour and the federal government will kick in the other $15 an hour. So the people picking the strawberries now make $25 an hour and the prices don't go up because <clears throat> the production cost didn't go up for the grower, right? So we could have sector by sector payroll uh, subsidies that would actually subsidize the employees while keeping the prices down. This wouldn't be that hard. Uh, we just don't think in terms of payroll subsidies. We think in terms of um, uh, subsidizing the capitalist class as opposed to subsidizing the working class. And, I, and that would actually, I think, strengthen the private market and would allow more people to, I think, I think it would actually strengthen entrepreneurship because you can't really be an entrepreneur when you're doing everything. People talk about entrepreneurship as like these guys who do everything. No, entrepreneurship's about having, being able to hire people too. You're not really an entrepreneur if you're doing everything. You're a hustler. You're a hustler, baby. But like if we really want entrepreneurs, we just make it, we have to make it easier to hire people, right? So I would be, a, imagine if I had a producer I could pay that only like $7 an hour came from my rate, but like I got a payroll subsidy or a media grant or something like that, and they would subsidize the other 15, right? And so then I would actually be able to pay a producer, right? And then I could actually be an entrepreneur. By the way, if you support what I'm doing or you think other people need to hear the quality of wisdom that I try to put out every Thursday uh, afternoon, then go over to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars, and that will help me grow this business and help me keep you know the everything paid because everything costs. Everything costs in America, and that might not necessarily be the worst thing in the world. But if you want me to be doing this as opposed to something else, I think you need to support me doing this. And I, I actually think I'm contributing to the quality of life. I've kept no small number of your marriages together by saying what you should look for in a spouse is someone you can creatively problem solve together with. Everything else, all that external stuff, especially if you're black, but not even if you're white, all that external stuff can go away. You can get fired, you can get sick. Um, all these things could happen. But if you can find someone you can problem solve with in a creative way, that means the internal unity of your marriage will actually be meaningful. And other people don't tell you that. Um, and they will, they, they will screw up your life and you'll end up divorced and be confused why. Because you never looked for the right thing in a partner. And what you should look for in a partner is someone you can creatively problem solve with the external stressors that come. And even internals. Kids, raising kids are stressful. So <clears throat> that is the most important thing. Someone you can creatively problem solve with. Because everything else, like, not up to you, not in your control, right? So, and someone who won't poison you. So, you know, a lot of people get poisoned. Oh, uh, and they don't do autopsies on everyone. If you think I'm joking, talk to a coroner. 
lot of people are poisoned by their spouse and nobody knows. So I'm trying to keep you away from all of that. And all I ask for you is to go over to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month. Because I'll keep you alive. Or at least keep you from picking someone who will kill you. So work requirements are not necessarily bad. Work requirements are not necessarily bad. However, the private market um, is insufficient. It doesn't produce what needs to be produced at reasonable rates, and it doesn't employ everybody who needs to be employed at reasonable rates. So we need a federal job guarantee, $25 an hour. You can go, and I, I actually think age and seniority, right? So if it could go up, depending on how old you are when you get the job, or how long you've worked the job, right? So you get the yearly raise, but you also get, if you just happen to be 40, you get fired and you need the job, then like you come in at $30 an hour. And I, I'm fine with, um, it, with, we did it to Social Security. So this is pretty much just working class Social Security. We have school for the kids and Social Security for the old, but for the middle people, we need to guarantee them a job. And I'm perfectly fine with pegging the base pay to age. Um, it's just, we just haven't done it yet. There's no constitutional, there's no constitutional, um, what you call it, uh, barrier that can't be, um, uh, surmounted through statute by statutory means by, um, pegging the, this base pay for a federal job guarantee to age. So 20 year olds get a base pay of $25 an hour. 40 year olds get a base pay of, of $35 an hour. That's perfectly fine. You work, you get paid. It's just dealing with the fact of, of age and responsibilities. Right? And um, also talking about, like I said, even we can help out the private sector by offering payroll subsidies and just being more honest about that conversation, about if we want to actually allow for entrepreneurship, we need to help employers pay for their employees. And so for the first 10 employers, the government will pay for the like two thirds of the salary for the first 10 employees. I mean, you have, which I think like this is the kind of thinking we need. And this could be sector by sector, but this is the kind of, if we, especially if we're trying to grow small businesses and small contracting services, we need to talk about why we subsidize employees and allow the employers to actually grow their business with employees, but not have to pay for all of their employees, everything. Cause that's, that's what keeps a lot of people out of, um, you know, owning and running their own business. And entrepreneurship is not doing everything. <laughs> no, that's not like entrepreneur. There's a hustle. There's a hustling element to the entrepreneur. But if you're doing everything, you're not an entrepreneur. You're just a hustler. A lot of black people out there are just hustlers, which is fine. Um, but let's not confuse one thing for the other. If you're the only, if you don't have employees, you're not an entrepreneur. You're a hustler. You might even be a side hustler. <laughs> All right. So if we're going to have work requirements, which I think we should, because all of these rights and goods that are provided by society are provided by other people in society. And if they're providing for us, we should be providing for them through working through the system of civil society where we work. Then we need a federal job guarantee that secures people a good job at a fair wage. And fair say in their working conditions, which means a, a union. All right. And we can lower the, like I said, we can lower the what counts as full time. We could talk about universal childcare and just, you know, make a United States where everyone can work and everyone can fulfill their family responsibilities and everyone can fulfill their political responsibilities. We just have to be serious about that as opposed to just kind of 
feeding people to the private market, which is, you know, Amazon will just wear you out. Walmart, they don't care. All right, so thank you for your time. If you appreciate what I do, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com. I will see you on Thursday. And...